What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Auburn has a new quarterback in Michigan State's Peyton Thorne. What does that mean for Robbie Ashford? Is Thorne guaranteed to be the starter? And more details on the Alabama firing of baseball coach Brad Bohannon. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers who check us out every single day. And remember, we're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to Locked On SEC. All right, let's jump into it because Auburn has got a new quarterback, and it is Peyton Thorne coming over from Michigan State. Hugh Freeze and his OC, Philip Montgomery. Did not like what they saw out of the quarterbacks throughout the spring and said, we need to add another quarterback. And look, TJ Finley entering the transfer portal officially as a grad transfer. You knew they were going to have to add a quarterback somewhere, somehow. But they bring in Peyton Thorne, who is a guy that has a a good bit of experience. And so Hugh Freeze, he inherited this roster that had TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, uh, Holden Garner came in, you know, last year as a freshman and, you know, nobody really grabbed, you know, as I always say, grabbed the bull by the horns, established, I'm the guy, I'm the quarterback. And so Peyton Thorne recently entered the transfer portal, and now Hugh Freeze has pulled Peyton Thorne out of the transfer portal to come play at Auburn. Uh, Tigers um, also opted to uh, bring in Thorne over another quarterback transferring from a Big Ten school who had a lot of experience, and that was Nebraska's Casey Thompson, came in for a visit last week. I had heard it went very well, but they opted for Thorne over Casey Thompson. And Peyton Thorne taking to social media on Friday, tweeting out War Damn Eagle with an eagle emoji saying, Thank you, Lord. And he comes to Auburn, like we said, with a resume pretty accomplished as far as transfer quarterbacks go. Thorne played in 29 games for Michigan State, was the starting quarterback the past two seasons, including leading the Michigan State offense during that 11-2 season they had in 2021 under Mel Tucker. He threw 27 touchdown passes that year. For his career, he has thrown for almost 6,500 yards with 49 passing touchdowns to 24 interceptions, and he went 16-9 and as the starter for Michigan State. He leaves the Spartans, ranked fourth all-time in program history in passing touchdowns, just 22 shy of tying Connor Cook for the program career mark so look had he stayed at Michigan State and still been the starter there he would have been one of the most accomplished quarterbacks in Michigan State history you have to acknowledge that he played his uh, high school ball up in Illinois where he was a three-star prospect he was the number uh he was he was not a very highly touted recruit in 2019 and um look last season he led Michigan State in some a couple of impressive wins one over number 16, Illinois, who we know that defense was so, so good. Uh, led him in a double overtime win over Wisconsin. But the offense did bog down against a lot of the better teams they played, like Penn State. Uh, and keep in mind, that game was at Penn State, at Michigan, and then the home game against Ohio State, where he just was no match for C.J. Stroud and company. But if we're just comparing stats last season, 
Peyton Thorne threw for almost 2,700 passing yards with 19 passing touchdowns. Robbie Ashford, 1,100 less passing yards, just 1,600 passing yards with just seven passing touchdowns. So this is obviously an upgrade just in terms of a passer. Peyton Thorne has thrown a lot of footballs, and this is going to give Auburn stability at that spot. Now, rushing-wise, Thorne had just, I think it was like 40 rushing yards last season. Robbie Ashford, of course, rushed for over 700 with seven rushing touchdowns. But if you go back two seasons ago, Thorne did rush 82 times for 181 yards and four rushing touchdowns. So there was some running ability there with Peyton Thorne, but he's by no means, you know, Robbie Ashford uh, mobility. But you have to wonder, even if Thorne comes in and he's the starter at quarterback and earns this job, do they design some plays for Ashford Ashford to still utilize his running ability? Last season against uh, against Bama, Ashford had a 31-yard run, a uh, 34-yard run against Arkansas, a 28-yard run against Penn State. He had over 60 yards rushing in five games last season. I would think there would be some wrinkles that they could utilize that running a talent, talent for Robbie Ashford. But again, Peyton Thorne, I said it last week when you know they were entertaining the idea of Casey Thompson and Peyton Thorne and these guys who had entered the transfer portal. We said either of those guys would be an upgrade from what Auburn currently has on the roster at quarterback. And so thus, if you're an Auburn fan, I think you have to be excited. I know some were torn. I was reading on social media. Some wanted Casey Thompson. Some wanted Peyton Thorne. I was more in the camp of Casey Thompson just because – you know, I'd, I'd seen him play a couple of times. I liked what he did at Texas. I liked some of the things he did at Nebraska. But Thorne's no slouch either. This, Like we said, this is a kid who's played a lot of football and uh, done so very well uh, in his career there at Michigan State. So, uh, look, today the Auburn offense got better. Now, can they, can they pluck a wide receiver or two from the portal? Is there a guy out there that could come in and be an impact player for Auburn? Because I still think they're kind of lacking in that department with the current wide receiving core. But, again, if you're an Auburn fan, you should be celebrating this. You should be excited. Um, how good can he be? We're going to find that out. And we know Hugh Freeze and Phillip Montgomery, both guys who have run great offenses and great systems throughout the years. If Peyton Thorne is indeed the starting quarterback for Auburn, you got to think they're going to set him up for success, and we will see what he can do. But, uh, again, if you're an Auburn fan today, I think you should be happy. I think you should be excited. And brighter days are ahead now for the quarterback play. Because we just didn't see it. Look, the wrinkles we saw from Ashford last year, his running ability is superb. There's no doubting that. But, man, to win games in the SEC consistently, you got to throw the football. you got to throw the football. Um, You know, I like what Auburn did down the stretch last year with the running, you know, getting more back to the running ability with Cadillac coaching the team after Brian Harson was fired. And, you know, Tank Bigsby obviously played very well. Jarquez Hunter played very well. And you got to have that dynamic. Auburn's still got to run the football. We're not taking that away. But just running the football is not going to win you games in the SEC. you got to throw it, and Peyton Thorne will come in, and we'll see if he improves the receivers, if the receivers on this roster suddenly step up. Can Coy Moore improve and answer the call as a go-to target? You know, Nick Mardner, the big tall guy who's inconsistent throughout the spring, but going to be interesting to see what happens here and getting him into the mix now post spring you know summer ball or these guys working out on their own a lot be a lot of things they're going to have to do to get Peyton Thorne up to speed very quickly but um, again if I'm giving my opinion on it I like the addition and I think Auburn's in a better spot offensively 
today. So congrats to Auburn and Hugh Freeze in landing Peyton Thorne. Hey, uh, thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, some more news on the Brad Bohannon firing, the Alabama baseball coach. More details emerge on that story. And I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Look, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, you need to go check out our friends at Built Bar. Built.com is the website. You can see all the great, amazing flavors they have up there. Of course, they've got the brownie batter puff, the churro puff. The puffs are a little bit lighter, not as thick as the uh, normal bars, but it depends where you want to go. And many of the uh, bars are packed with uh, tons of protein, 17 grams of protein packed into a lot of the bars, only 130 calories four grams of sugar, it is the way to go. If you need a post-workout uh, treat or you just need something to, you know, keep your hunger away late in the afternoon at work or on the go, whatever it is, Built Bar is your answer. For years, we've been talking about ordering them at Built.com, and now you can find them in your local Walmart. You can find them in your local Sam's Club. They have got Built Bar there for you. So go check them out. Uh, if you want to see some of their awesome flavors and some of the new flavors are coming out with always new stuff coming out over there at Built dot com built.com go order a box of built bars today march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast every monday andy Patton and isaac shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball keep you up to date on the ncaa tournament bubble and get you ready for the upcoming week of games from the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Continue on here on Locked On SEC, and we want to jump back into it because there is... Uh, new details coming out on the Brad Bohannon firing over there at Alabama. We talked all about it yesterday as the head coach of Alabama fired by the University of Alabama based around a uh, betting scandal from a week ago. And latest details coming from Darren Ravel over at the Action Network. Here's what Darren Ravel writes. He said, the man who placed the wagers with the BetMGM Sportsbook at the Cincinnati Reds home ballpark last Friday night, that was in connection with Alabama head baseball coach Brad Bohannon. He's a former high school baseball coach. Bohannon was on the phone with the former coach, whose identity has not yet been disclosed as of this moment, uh, when a decision to scratch the team's best pitcher was made before last Friday night's game on April 28th. Here was the details, if you guys missed it. Alabama sophomore pitcher Luke Holman, who led the team in the team's starters in strikeouts and ERA, so one of Alabama's best starting pitchers was sidelined a few hours before the game with what the team said was a back injury. Instead, they went with reliever Hagen Banks, uh, slotted in to face number one LSU. Banks had not started a game in over a month. And look, while there are normally limits on college baseball games for betting, usually in the 500 range, like normally they cap it, those limits are confined to really online sports betting apps. So, like, if you got the MGM bat betting app or whatever, like, you know, FanDuel, there, there will be certain limits that you can go to. Well, this person walked into the MGM book in Cincinnati and walked in with cash, and those same rules don't apply. I mean, you can bet way more if you're walking into the place and handing them cash. 
And uh, as Darren Ravel says, he's, he says it's why this former travel ball coach was able to play substantial waivers, wagers on the LSU money line, which closed at LSU minus 245. So it wasn't even like he was getting great juice. Uh, but he also did a parlay that included that game with a significant amount. LSU, they jumped out to an 8-1 to lead in the game. Alabama started to come back. And LSU had to hang on for an 8-6 to victory in the ninth inning. You know, you almost have to wonder, like, it was Brad Bohannon, like, he tipped this guy off. Hey, we're going with a different pitcher tonight. Go bet on LSU. But, like, what happens if Alabama comes back there and wins? You know, is this guy coming to break uh, Brad Bohannon's legs? Like, uh, you know, a loan shark, a bookie, whatever. Um, but, look, Ravel says there's no evidence that any student athlete at Alabama on Bohannon's team was aware of his connection to those bets or participate in any way. Obviously, they were trying to win. They, we saw, you know, late in the game, they were trying to mount the comeback. Uh, he said, after the game, U.S. Integrity, which is that independent firm that monitors all this stuff, reported to its partner sport books, hey, you might want to shut down Alabama baseball bets for a while until we figure out what's going on here. Um, he said, while wagering on information, insider information isn't regulated by a federal body like it is for financial markets, leaking information to outside parties as a coach, staff member, or player can be punitive. I mean, NBA referee Tim Donahue was sentenced to 15 months in jail for selecting picks with a bookie for his last two seasons on the job. Um, as I heard Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball say the other day, I wouldn't expect Brad Bohannon to ever coach again on the D1 level, or at least, you know, at a major school. He's going to have to go to, you know, if he still wants to coach baseball, man, maybe you go to high school ranks or something like that to try to repair your, your image because... This is just frowned upon so much in coaching and player circles, uh, you know, particularly the college ranks, man. This is, you know, this is Pete Rose type stuff, uh, you know, telling somebody, hey, go bet on our team. We got no, or go bet against us. We got no chance to win tonight. But uh, according to ESPN report, they say that there have not been any allegations at this time that the game in question was manipulated. Red flags were raised, like we said, when the pitching uh, change was made earlier in the day. And according to the Tuscaloosa News, um, Hagen Banks learned he was taking the mound approximately one hour before the game last Friday. And so it sounds like the investigation is going to continue to go on. We're going to hopefully learn more details as we go along. And uh, according to the 11.7 podcast, they reported Thursday that Bohannon's phone records were searched, and that is what led to his immediate dismissal. An unnamed source told the uh, podcast that the LSU game was not the only time that this has happened. Of course, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said the conference is also investigating and they commended Alabama for taking swift action in dismissing Brad O'Hannon. Crazy, man. Crazy. I mean, this is obviously it's college baseball. It's a little niche. But can you imagine something like this happening with an SEC football coach? You make too much damn money as a coach and put in too much hard work and time and effort to throw your career away on something so stupid. And I know sports betting is becoming, it, it's not as, you know, niche and small as it used to be. It's becoming way more mainstream. All the big leagues now have wrapped their, you know, heads around partnering with some of these great sports books like FanDuel, who, you know, we speak for here and we love them. But you just can't, you can't have insider info shared to somebody and say, hey, go place a big bet, either for us or against us. And we see, we see the NFL is cracking down on this as well. Somebody pointed out, are there ties to Alabama here with uh, what's going on with players? First, it was Calvin Ridley, former Alabama wide receiver, who bet on you know his team, the Atlanta Falcons, 
than Jameson Williams of the Detroit Lions. Just found out, you know, he he's suspended for a handful of games for betting. And now Brad Bohannon, the Bama baseball coach, loses his job for connection to sports betting. It's just, it's not worth it. And so, uh, anyway, we'll continue to monitor this story and, of course, bring you more details as it comes along. Just uh, craziness out there. Uh, the Alabama baseball program. They're going to try to move on, play some games this weekend, and we'll see if uh, th- how they respond. All right. Coming up next, we are going to run through some news around the conference. We've got some recruiting tidbits and more. That's coming your way next. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. All right, one more segment to go here on Locked on SEC, and uh, let's do it. Let's just jump right into it. Let's go around the conference. Around the conference. And we start over at Ole Miss as Lane Kiffin got some good news. Former Liberty defensive back Dejon Anthony announced his transfer destination uh, this week. He'll be coming to play for Ole Miss. That's according to On3 Sports. He's a native of Virginia, played in 21 games during his time in at Liberty. He also recorded 41 total tackles, one and a half tackles for a loss, three interceptions, six pass deflections over the past two seasons. And uh, Lane Kiffin is looking for as much defensive help as they can get. They've lost a good bit of DBs to the transfer portal this past offseason. So bringing in Dejon Anthony going to help them with depth there. Over at Mississippi State, freshman wide receiver Justin Brown already entering, uh, announced he has entered the transfer portal. He was a three-star signee for the Bulldogs in this class, the 2023 class. So he was only on campus for a couple of weeks. Six foot tall, 183 pounds, was very productive um, in his high school career. He enrolled early, went through spring ball with the team, and uh, Mississippi State wideout coach Chad Bumpfus said during the spring, Justin's a true wide receiver, runs good routes, catches the ball very well. He's another guy who's quiet, but he's learning. He's always listening and asking good questions. So Justin Brown in the portal. We'll see where he moves on from, from Mississippi State. Over at Missouri, defensive back Marcus Scott II. He is heading out west to go play his ball. He will transfer to Cal. He announced that uh, this week. Comes after just one season with Mizzou. He was a four-star prospect in the class of 2022. Was the number 40 cornerback in the country last year. He will have four years of eligibility remaining. In recruiting news, some good news for the Florida Gators. Isaiah Williams will make the drive... Uh, upstate to go play college football. He's a blue chip wideout from Tampa, and he announced his commitment to the Florida Gators on social media. They were the most recent team to offer him a scholarship. They uh, just gave him an offer on March 23rd. It offers from other schools like LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia. He's six foot tall, 172 pounds, rated a four-star wideout, the number 48 wide receiver in the class of 2024. So Isaiah Williams going to the Florida Gators. Meanwhile, Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel said recently the Vols expect to play elite defense to lead the program, and him and his staff are trying to stockpile some elite talent on the defensive side of the ball, and they're going to try to win battles for players like Sammy Brown. The linebackers rated the number one player at his position in the class of 2024, five-star recruit, number 12th ranked recruit in the country. And we found out this week that Tennessee will get an official visit from Brown the weekend of May 26th. It'll be the first of his official visits. 
He's got five of them scheduled. Other schools, Tennessee, going up against Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. So, Sammy Brown, best linebacker in the country. He will visit Florida or Tennessee rather in a couple of weeks. Over at Alabama, their former tight end, Michael Niswan, uh, Nicewander, he is reportedly heading back to the state to go coach. He is expected to be the new tight ends coach at Jacksonville State. He's a former walk-on uh, for the Crimson Tide. He was very close to Lane Kiffin. He's with Alabama from 2011 to 2015. So best of luck to him getting into his coaching career. And basketball news, John Calipari, they put on the full court press trying to recruit Michigan transfer Hunter Dickinson. But they missed out on him as he is transferring to Kansas. So what does that mean? Is Oscar Shibwe coming back? Well, he's still testing the NBA draft waters. But on the Dan Patrick show this week, John Calipari said he's spoken to several NBA teams to gauge uh, the draft status for Oscar Shibwe. And if he's to be drafted, many people are projecting him as a late second round pick right now. So if that holds true, you got to think Oscar Shibwe is coming back for another year to to Kentucky's former national player of the year has until May 31st to decide whether he wants to stay in the draft or come back to school averaged 16 and a half points 13 and a half rebounds great dominant player in the SEC and there you have it that is the latest news going on around the conference thank you guys so much for making locked on SEC your first listen every day and uh, shout out to our everydayers who check us out every day as well. Coming up on the show on Monday, you want to make sure you come back and check us out. Either the audio version or the video version on YouTube. Check out Locked on SEC. We'll be recapping all the action of the weekend and start getting into some conference scheduling talk. That's going to start heating up here over these next couple weeks as we get closer to the meetings in Destin, where the SEC will most likely come out of those meetings with a firm plan on what the scheduling format is going to be for the future with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma. We'll be breaking all that down for you right here on Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have an awesome weekend. Go uh, bet on your favorite horse in the Kentucky Derby, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday, recapping all the action.